He is the master. He is the king. And he reigns supreme over the earth, over our lives, over our circumstances. Hallelujah. You're welcome this morning to the gathering of the saints. You're welcome to the church of the firstborn. You're welcome to the innumerable company of the angels. You're welcome to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. You're welcome to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel and to the spirit of just men made perfect. Hallelujah. Something awesome happened when the saints of God are gathered in unity and they dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil of anointing upon the head of Aaron unto his beard and unto his garment and there the Lord command blessing even life forevermore. I have no doubt in my heart that God is releasing his blessing. We are living in commanded blessing. A blessing that has been commanded in Christ. We are blessed to become a blessing. The Bible says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. We are blessed people. We aren't looking for blessing. We are already blessed. We just need to wake up to manifest and live in our blessing. Praise the name of Jesus. And this morning, I would love to share with us on a topic I titled, Dare to Dream and Dare to Finish It. Dare to Dream and Dare to Finish It. The many people that have lost the will to dream because of circumstances and because of situation because of pain and because of pressure because of what they've gone through maybe some people have ex maybe you have even experienced losses we know the outgoing year was a very painful year for the universe but in spite of all that could have happened I want to encourage you I want to challenge you to dream again and as you dream don't just dream finish what you dream the Lord desires to appear to you in a personal and powerful way he desires to give you a new dream to live for a dream in your heart he desires to capture your heart with the intensity of his love to give you insights into his plan and his purpose. He desires for you to, to live and possess your future in the now. As he told John in the island of Patmos in, in Revelation chapter 4, he said, come up either and I will show you great things. I will show you things which must happen hereafter. In other words, I'm going to give you another dream. Hallelujah. God is going to give you another dream. Dream that will lead to great fruitfulness, great accomplishments, kingdom fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. 
Today is another day to capture the heart of the Father and dream big dreams. Massive dream that will extend the frontiers of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We know that dream is the language of the Holy Spirit. Is one way that the Lord communicates to his people his intention and in his, his purpose. It's God's way of giving a picture of the future so that he can get a people that can run with the future. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Joel chapter 2 and verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out, or out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Hallelujah. So we know that God, God speaks, God gives dream to his people. There are two kinds of dream, basically. There is a natural dream which has to do with, you know, you sleep and you see pictures. Is that not so? Some people remember their dreams, some don't remember the dream. We, we, we saw in the scripture that even to the heathen king, God communicates what he wanted to do by dream. For instance, Pharaoh had a dream twice. About what God will do, what will happen on the face of the earth. And Joseph interpreted that dream and gave the, the wisdom keys to be able to possess that future. Hallelujah. We saw Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and Daniel came to interpret. But then there is a vision dream. There is what I call a vision dream. When we begin to see a vision that God reveals to our hearts, we may not sleep, but it's a picture of what God wants to do either with our lives, with our nation, with our people, and He wants us involved in that which He wants to do. It's a visual experience that God paints a picture in our hearts and He gives us the picture of what we could be, of what He wants to do. He wants us to perceive the thoughts of His heart for us. And this, this vision, dream, is to drive us to action. Is to impart us with hope. And undying hope. Hallelujah. To stand. And push through. And be all the God has intended us to see. Hallelujah. We saw famous dreamers in the scripture. Famous dreamer people were who are inspired by God whom God give a picture of what he wants to do people that God call 
and impart with a picture. Foremost is our father Abraham. Abraham was in the, in the land of the Chaldeans and God, God gave him a picture. God called him out. God told him, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. You are going to become a blessing. God imparted him with a dream. I pray that you will have a fresh dream today. In the name of Jesus. And in Genesis chapter 15 verse 1 and verse 3 to 5, the scripture says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceeding great reward. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your hair. You know, because he complained that he's got no hair. And the Eliezer is going to be his hair. God said, This one will not be your hair. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven. Can the stars, if you are able to number them? And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. God planted a dream in his heart. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it. Through the vision that God has implanted. And today, the dream of Abraham is still alive. I pray that God will give you a dream that will outlive you. A dream that will not just bless your generation, but will bless our, our future generation. Many of us today, we are enjoying the dreams of others. Some of the dreams in the past, they may even be dead and gone, but their dream still lives on. And we are beneficiaries of that dream. That they had. I pray that your dream will not die with you. Another famous dream in the Old Testament was the man called Jacob. Genesis 28 verse 12 he dreamt and he saw a ladder that connected the heavens to the earth. An angel was ascending and descending on it. And you know what that ladder represents? That ladder is the Lord Jesus. That connected the heaven on him. The heaven is opened. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says the Lord stood above it and said, That's Genesis chapter 28, Proverbs 12. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I'm the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth you shall spread abroad somebody say I will spread abroad you shall spread abroad to the west and the east to the north and the south and in you and in your seed all the families of the heart shall be blessed God gave him a dream to live for when God gave this dream, he was running away. He was sleeping on a bare floor in the desert and he had a very soft pillow of stone. I don't know if you would like to use that kind of pillow. 
He got a pillow of stone. But that stone is the chief cornerstone. <laughs> he put his head on the chief cornerstone himself. Glory to God. And God connected him. God lightened him up. He became lightened. He became connected to God. And from that moment on, he began to live in the supernatural. And we know that Laban decided to punish him and trouble him and would cheat him and the Lord gave him another dream. The Lord will give you another dream. The dream that will be bigger than what your employers can handle. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, in Genesis 31 verse 11 to 12 and uh, verse 11 to 13, you know, while Laban was pressuring him and punishing him and cheating him out then the angel of God spoke to me in a dream saying Jacob and I said yeah I am you must be available for God's dream if you are not available for the dream that God is giving to you you cannot fulfill it he said here I am and he said lift your eyes now to dream the dream of God you must lift your eyes you must see beyond what is prevalent you must see beyond your circumstances at the moment. Say, lift your eyes now and see. All the rams which leap on the flocks are stringed and speckled, gray and spotted. For I've seen all that Laban is doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now arise, get out of this land and return to the land of your family. You know what? God gave him a dream that brought abundant prosperity for him. In the midst of the oppression of Laban, God gave him a new technology. I pray for technology that will transform your life. Transformative technology for you that will launch you on the path of increase and unending productivity that will cut out a name of God in your life to the nations of the earth. Hallelujah. We have another great dreamer, the chief of all of them, Joseph. Joseph was a dreamer. God gave him a dream when he was very young. He dreamt to see himself becoming very powerful. Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 to 10. He had a global dream. Don't, don't be afraid when God gives you a global dream. Don't look at your circumstances to determine the kind of dream you have. If your dream is what you can do by your power alone, it's not God-given. God will not give you a dream that you will not need him to be part of to bring it to pass. Hallelujah. So God gave him a dream. Saw himself and his brothers went out to buy to get the sheep and the sheep was standing up and theirs were bowing to him. He saw, he had another dream. When he didn't believe the first dream, God gave him another dream. He had a dream and he saw he saw the stars, he saw the moon and the sun they were bowing to him which actually was talking about a global a global leadership because at the time he had a dream even even uh the father didn't get a dream 
because the mother was dead. And he was said, do you think I and your mother will bow to you? It was something much, much bigger. It was just a type. That's why you be careful when God gives you a dream. And particularly when he gives you a picture in your heart, sometimes uh, you cannot translate it or interpret it by your senses. Are you listening to me? The sun and the moon and the stars were representing global influence that will affect the entire world. And then that dream gave him hope. I pray for a dream that will give you hope. Hope to live afresh. Hope to live anew. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, give me a fresh dream. Inspire a fresh dream in my heart. A dream that is bigger than me. And I will trust you to fulfill it. Hallelujah. How about Jabez? He became more honorable because in his heart, he had a dream. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the Lord will grant you a great dream. A dream that will be bigger than you. And you live by that dream. Hallelujah. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9, that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers and his mother called his name Jabez saying because I bore him in pain and the Bible says in verse 10 and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying oh that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand will be with me that you will keep me from evil that may not cause pain so God granted him what he requested you know We've seen examples of people that probably they dream physically and the dream became a vision dream. Are you listening to me? And people that God just inspired. Like Jabez, Bible didn't tell us he had a, a physical dream. But something on the inside rose up and said, This is not the way I will end my life. This is not the way it will all end. Hallelujah. And he called on God of his strength. And he said, God, enlarge my territory. A bigger dream. And the Bible says God granted him. Part of his dream is the fact that we teach about him all through the world today. People have written several books about Jabez. None about his brothers. Is someone hearing me? When God gives you a dream, overtaking is allowed. Is someone hearing me? Some have gone ahead. His brothers... He didn't say they didn't have honor. It became more honorable. But there was a time that it was them that was shining. Until the guy said, no way. I'm not dying here. I'm not dying in this position. Enlarge my territory. And God did that. Praise God. God will give you a great dream. When we are talking of the dream, is getting God designed and prepared thoughts. That makes you fulfill his purpose. Getting, receiving. God 
designed and prepared thoughts that will make you to fulfill its purpose which will launch you into significance on the desktop of God's purpose on the face of the earth. Jeremiah 29 11 says I know the thoughts that I'm thinking towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to do what? To give you a future and a hope. So God wants to implant in our heart his thoughts his desire concerning what he wants to do in us with us and through us and so when we open up it's not everyone that God implanted those thoughts that carry those thoughts there are many people that the thoughts die with them they, they didn't carry it or they didn't do anything about it and it's never, never late. A dreamer is one who can see the future as if it were already here. Who can see the reality of what others cannot see. God asked Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1, 11, 12, what do you see? He said, I saw a rod of an almond tree and God said, you have seen well. I pray that your eyes will be opened to see where in the name of Jesus. So a dreamer sees what others do not see. He sees uh, the future as if it were already here and he does not order his life by the present. No. Praise God. Number two, a dreamer is one who is not content to live within the present limitation of the natural realm he, he does not confine himself to the present limitation of the natural realm he wants to go beyond that there are people that will say well this is all I'm going to do with my life there's nothing better get his little salary maintain my wife and children and I will be alright but somebody else will sit in his house and begin to dream of, of solving situation of, of becoming a problem a problem solver a solution giver and he begins to see in the heart of God is one who is not content to live within the limitation of the present and of the natural he's not content to live there God allows you to break boundary you will never break boundary as long as you are satisfied with the status quo are you listening to me? A dreamer is one who has ideas or concerns that others see as impossible. He has ideas. He has concerns. But most people look at him and say, this is impossible, you are mad, you are crazy. But only dreamers have expanded the frontiers of the world. Only dreamer. Only dreamer. There was a time that folks be believed that the heart is just like a, a, a triangle or rectangle or something. Only some people say, we need to find out. We need to explore. Until Columbus 
came from England and passed through and said there must be something beyond this. And he was a believer. Praise God. That's what gave back to America. Are you listening to me? Amen. Dare to dream. You know, when God gave Mary a dream in her heart about the Savior being born. And in the natural, it's impossible. And she, she asked God, how will these things come to pass? Say, I know not a man. The angel told him, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. No word from God will be void of power to bring itself to pass. Hallelujah. Then she said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. That is how dreamers do. They are ready, whatever it takes. Praise the Lord. You will not only have a dream, you will be a dreamer. Not just one dream, because a dreamer sees the future and in the process of becoming that future, he still keeps seeing. He keeps seeing until it becomes what he saw initially. Are you listening to me? He has a sustaining dream, but as he goes along to become that dream, he begins to see the solutions to every step that he needs to take to become the major dream. That's why he's a dreamer. There's a sustaining dream, but there's a continuous dream. Praise the name of Jesus. But you will not just be a dreamer that has a dream. You will be a finisher. I say you will be a finisher. A finisher is one who overcomes all that is necessary to become that dream. He overcomes every obstacle on his path. He may need to run the exper experiment several times. But he will become that. Hallelujah. He's one who is fully persuaded that what God has promised God was also able to bring to pass. And so he is ready. A finisher is one who comes to a completion. He comes to a, He starts it out. The many people that start new things will soon get to the new year. And people will start starting new, new things. New, new stuff. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. But down by first quarter, they begin to pull back. Amen. By half of the year, many people have forgotten their dreams at all. Don't just be a dreamer be a finisher because God is able to perfect that which he has started Jesus was a dream finisher he finished John 19 verse 30 the Bible says so when Jesus had received the soul wine he said it is finished and bound his head he gave up his goal he finished what he came to do Remember, I said, my food is to do your will and to finish your works. 
He was a finisher. How about John the Baptist? You may think John the Baptist had it. He finished. He finished what God sent him to do. In Acts chapter 13 verse 25. Look at the description of John in this place. The Bible says, And as John was finishing his course, You will finish your course. Look at that. And as John was finishing his course, He said, Who do you think I am? I am not he. But behold, there comes one after me, the sandals of whose feet I'm not worthy to lose. Actually, actually, you know what? John finished the, know when you are finished. I think that was a major problem with John. Know when you are true. You know when he became, when he finished, was when he revealed Christ. Are you listening to me? The reason why he baptized was to reveal Christ. May you know means your reason for living. All the crowds that were coming for the baptism was for one purpose to reveal Jesus. That's why you find after he has finished revealing Jesus, many of his disciples say, We go on to another. This is the real thing. Are you listening to me? But he has finished. And he continued to prophesy after he has finished. You know when to take the back seat and allow those you have raised to continue the race. Are you listening to me? Many people don't know. You see, let me tell you something in this life. There will be a time you are sitting down and there is nothing you can do until you are called up and when you are called up there will be a time you will finish your course and you will sit down again it doesn't mean you are not doing anything but the guys that God has raised you that God has used you to raise will continue and you just be an encourager but see John had issues he was in prison first thing he continued to prophesy after after the reason for his, his ministry has finished about Herod if that came before he revealed Christ fine are you listening to me and then he even doubted Christ and said are you the one to come or do we look for another and he was the one that said the one who sent me to baptize told me upon the one that I see the spirit come and live is the one that baptized with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He said, this is why I come baptizing. May you not miss your main course. But whichever way he finished. He finished his course. He was a finisher. How about Paul? Paul was a finisher. Second Timothy to the four, verse seven. He said, "I fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith." In Acts chapter twenty, verse twenty-four, he said, "None of these things move me. Don't do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy." You will finish your race with joy. 
So we've seen finishers and God wants all of us to be finishers. That's why Jesus gave a parable about a man that started to build and uh, in Luke chapter 14 verse 28 for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it less after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish all who see it begin to mock him saying this man began to build and was not able to finish so in other words God wants you to be a finisher when you set goals of what you want to do do all it takes to do what to finish it praise God let me give us eight dream finishers absolute eight dream finishers absolute the things that are important for dream finishers I'm talking about dare to dream and dare to finish it the very simple things but there are things that you need number one be strong you will never finish your dream if you are not strong be strong take hold of the dream fortify yourself and be determined to finish be strong take hold of the dream fortify yourself in God and his word and be determined so what does it mean to be stronger in the Hebrew is a word that talks about determination to do what is needed to be done determination to do what is needed to be done it implies to seize or take hold of something to grasp it with strength and a strong hand not to release the hold no matter the pressure first chronicles 22 13 it said that you will prosper if you take care to fulfill the statutes and judgment which the lord charged moses concerning israel be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Hallelujah. A guy chapter 2 verse 4 says Yet now be strong Zerubbabel says the Lord and be strong Joshua son of Jehoazak the high priest and be strong all you people of the land says the Lord and walk from with you says the Lord of host amen so be strong you will need to be strong if you are going to finish because it won't come easy God never promised easiness he promised possibilities hello God never promised and said well, there will be no trouble for you everything will just fall like that for you no he just promised you that no matter what it takes I will bring my word to pass so be strong number two be of good courage you need to be courageous to fulfill and finish your dream regain strength to take action 
strengthen your heart. The Hebrew word that is translated courage means to be stout, to be bold, to be alert, to grow stronger and stronger, to face the challenge with an attitude to win. You face the challenges that come your way with an attitude to win. Psalm 27 verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and it shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Psalm 31 verse 24 says, Be of good courage and it shall strengthen your heart. Or you hope in the Lord. Be of good courage. How do you draw courage? The voice of God brings strength and courage for you. That means in the process, you need to continually be hearing the voice of God. First of all, through His Word. We regain strength when we hear the voice of God. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 1 to 2 says, And he said to me, Can I have a little more volume? And he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak to you. Then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me, and set me on my feet and I heard him who spoke to me so when he heard God's voice he said the spirit entered and set him on his feet strengthened him and gave him courage the voice of God to you will give you courage to go forward someone hearing me when you want to give up the voice of God will speak to your heart to go forward to be of good courage is to strengthen your position against your enemy to be of good courage you know there's always the enemy that want to resist your dream what God wants done are you listening to me but see when you when you strengthen yourself and you have good courage you strengthen your position against the enemy. Second Chronicles 17 1 says, Then Jehoshaphat, his son reigned in his place and strengthened himself against Israel. As at that time, Israel and Judah were enemies. So he strengthened his position. To be of good courage is to exact your strength to perform some action. To be of good courage is to do what? exert your strength strength is meant to be exerted strength is useless when you don't exert it is someone listening to me praise God it's to exert your strength to perform some action you take the necessary action to take the necessary action to be of good courage is to sustain your courage and empower and encourage others that's how you become strong and being courageous by encouraging others as you go on. The scripture says we comfort others by the comfort which we have received. Maybe you are 
and the process of fulfilling your dream. But you see others too, as you receive courage from God's word, look at someone to plant the same courage in. Then you'll be more fired. You know why? You've just shared. You know why evangelism is important? It also helps you to live well. Because when you, I remember when I, get, when I got born again, and I know friends who said, I'm just taking an holiday. It's not going to last. But because I've preached and talked to them, anytime I want to slide back, I will remember I've talked to them. And I will say, you can't go back. Hallelujah. And I'm still standing. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, you see, when you, when you give out that courage, it sustains you. Because courage is contagious, just as fear is contagious. When you are encouraged, you can encourage others. Don't keep your courage to yourself. Look for someone to encourage. Praise the name of Jesus. To be of good courage is to take up your weapons and take the city and take more ground that God has given to you. Take your weapons, take your tools, take your resources and take the city that God has given to you. Take more ground. There's no problem, no challenge and no vision that is insurmountable with courage. Take more vision. Grand. Push a little bit more. Amen. Number three. It's very simple. I call it do it. Just do it. Don't try. Just do it. Live in the faith zone and not the safe zone. The faith zone is the zone of action. No matter what God reveals to you, if you don't act on it, you get no results. It will just be, it might, when you now start hearing someone who had a testimony, who acted, who did what needs to be done, say, and I, and I had the same thing. But you did nothing. You know, Genesis chapter 7 verse 5, the Bible says, and Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. He did according to all that the Lord commanded him. There's a testimony with, with David. And the testimony most of the time is when God gave him a dream, the Bible says, and David did it. Until you do it, you get no results. Oh, and I was trying to do it. Trying is not enough. Somebody say, do it. Say, I will live in the faith zone. Not in the safe zone. I will do it. I will step out. I will step over. I will get out of the boat. Amen. Get out of the boat. And I think I can do that business. Then do it. What if I fail? Then start all over. Hello. But it would have been recorded that you did something. The worst way to die is to die looking at what you could have done. 
and you did not even try to do it. You didn't even step out. Hallelujah. The safe zones will rob you of your greatest moments and memories of exploits. The safe zones will rob you of your greatest moments and exploits that could have happened. Someone hearing me? Go swiftly to the task. No turning around. No going back. Hallelujah. A good example is David in 1 Samuel 17, 41 to 47 up to 48. Goliath has challenged the people and David said, I'm going to go fight this guy. I'm going to go fight this guy. I'm going to go fight this guy. And Goliath, when, when, when the battle starts, really, and David was coming, Goliath said, am I a dog? You this small boy. They are coming to me with stars and then they began to exchange words. But you know what excites me? Is verse 48. David actually did it. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to me, David, that David hurried and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. Hello? He didn't, he, he wasn't going back and say, hey, the Lord will smite you. I know the Lord will smite you. You, I know you. I will see you again. I will go and pray in the corner. If God says, go pray for the dead, pray for him. If he doesn't rise up, pray for another one. Is someone hearing me? Hello? Do it. Look at your neighbor and say, do it. Whatever it will take you, do it. Rise up in the morning. Get on with the task. Shake yourself up and get something done. This year is rounding up. There are memories. But no matter what, there's a fresh start. You know why God gives us this 12th calendar year? To help us to start afresh. That's it. God does not dwell in time. He dwells in eternity. God does not have 2,000 and this, 2,000 and that, 3,000. No. He just dwells in eternity. As far as God is, is done, it's, it's already done. He has counted it done. The works were finished before the foundation of the world. But we live in time. We live in time. And the body that we carry to fulfill it. Because the only license you have to do anything on that is your body. When you leave this body, all vision for you will finish. Are you listening to me? It may continue with your children, but for you, in that body, it's finished. Forget somebody coming back. Just do what you need to do now. <laughs> Hello? Amen. You know, sometimes adults will look back and wish they were first adults before they became children so that their actions would have been different. It doesn't work. Are you listening to me? It doesn't work. What you fail to do now is left off. So, I, I challenge you. Embrace the Rebecca principle. Embrace the Rebecca principle. There are some of us that is just when they say, clean this place. You will make sure you clean just that place. And anything extra, no way. 
They ask you, don't you see this? No, I wasn't told to clean. Just this place. But Rebecca principle must be willing to do more. You know, in Genesis chapter 24, verse 12, the Abraham servant prayed and that guy can set a serious, you know, <laughs> a serious examination. Then he said, Oh Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. I pray God will give you initiative. Divine initiative. Did Abraham spell to him how he was going to go about it? No. He just said, go and get a daughter for my son. That was the assignment. <laughs> now he needed to, number one, he knew the God of his master. And he connected and it wasn't, it wasn't Abraham that wrote and said, when you get it, this is what you will do. May you have the initiative to take the right action at the time that you need to take it. So the guy prayed, Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be, be that the young woman to whom I say, Please let down your picture that I may drink. Not bad. And she says, Drink. And I will also give your camels a drink. And let her be let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. And it happened before you had finished speaking. The Lord will answer you before you have finished speaking. That behold Rebecca who was born to the to Bethuel, the son of Micah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her picture on her shoulder. I want to look at that. This Rebecca principle to give drink to a servant. Most people will do that. Is that not so? But to give camels drink. Have you seen camels before? Each one will drink about 20 gallons. And uh, to give 10 will be like 200 gallons of water. And to get 200 gallons of water, she has to make about 40 trips with her pitcher, taking a gallon and fetching. Which lady wants to do that? Say, you want my arm to grow yam? Eh? I'm, not, I'm not doing fitness tests. If each of those trips takes her three minutes, it will take her at least about two hours to water the camels. Which young lady wants to do that? But may you be empowered to do what is necessary. To enter into your destiny. Hello? Some ladies are already saying, huh? We'll be sharing the washing of plates together. I want you to know that before I get inside. Hello? If I cook today, we'll do timetable for cooking. I cook today, you will cook tomorrow. Hello? She, she said, I will not. You know, she, the man was simply going to say, Give me water. 
The man wasn't going to say, water my camels. But she will be the one to say, I will not only give you water, I will water your camels. Most ladies today will fail. Except they have seen the car parked and they say, ah. Ah, hey, fetch water. If I fetch water, what happens? They will force that. If I fetch water, what happens? Let me know first. Because as at that time, the man, the servant was a old man. Are you listening to me? So there's no chance. He knows he can't be. So she was doing it from a true heart. She wasn't thinking of marrying the man. Is someone hearing me? Because if it's like the guy posed on 2020 latest car. Make a wash tire. I can even buff you. Hallelujah. But but it wasn't. It just it was just like somebody asking, you go to fetch and somebody's asking for water. That's Rebecca principle. Say, I will not only give you water, I will fetch for all your comments. May God inspire you to take the right action that will launch you into the center of God's purpose. That will launch you to fulfill your destiny. And that was it. As soon as she did it, the gold started coming. Place gold on her can we see your father? And he began to see this man after all is loaded. Hallelujah. Of course, when they say, will you go with this man? There's no need to think twice. I will go. Me that fetch water, I will. I will go. This man, I will go. Hallelujah. And they got to go through, you know, the, the picture, the picture of that, that servant of Abraham is the picture of the Holy Spirit. And where Rebecca had to follow her. He didn't say, can I see the map first? Let me see whether you know the road. The Holy Ghost knows the road. Rebecca knows no place. If the servant mother her finished, if the servant killed her, but she trusted the servant, inside of Rebecca is a knowing. This is destiny. May you have that knowing. I say, may you have that knowing. Now, I'm not saying everyone that says, give me money, you give them money. You must have a knowing on your inside. Are you listening to me? This is destiny. That's why you be led of the Spirit. Praise God. So do it. Number four, fear not. Fear not. Reject intimidation and doubt. To fear not is to reject fear and intimidation and not to panic. When you are faced with challenges, turbulences, oppositions, fear not. Many places in the scripture, you see God telling the people not to be afraid. In 2 Chronicles 20, 15 to 17, uh, Jehoshaphat spoke further and said, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. In 2 Chronicles 32, 7, said, Be strong and courageous, do not be afraid. In Psalm 3 verse 6, it says, I will not be afraid. In Psalm 23 verse 4, it says, I will fear no evil. 
In Psalm 118, verse 6, he said, The Lord is on my side and I will not fear. In Psalm 41, in Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says, Fear not, I'm with you. In Isaiah 41, 13, it says, Fear not, I will help you. In Isaiah 41, 14, it says, Fear not, you warm Jacob. In Isaiah 43, verse 1, it says, Fear not, I've redeemed you. In Isaiah 43, verse 5, it says, Fear not, for I'm with you. In Isaiah 44, verse 2, it says, Fear not, O Jacob, my servant. In Isaiah 54, verse 4, it says, Fear not, for you shall not be ashamed. In Zechariah chapter 8, verse 13, it says, Fear not, let your hands be strong. And God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of a sound mind, and of power. Fear will rob you of action. I remember the day we were driving on uh, about around 7, I think about 7 to 8, thereabouts, and we met some drivers on the way. And uh, you can see people with fear jumping out of trailers and running up. And the driver was sitting in front, and uh, we stopped the car just before us. They were robbing the car before us. And we stopped, and the man was so afraid. He could not find the gear. He was grabbing my leg. Gear that. Where's the gear? I said, Papa, that's gear. He was grabbing everything. As they were rushing towards us, Tango was able to get it. Amen. Fear will rob you of what? Of action. Fear not. Somebody say, Fear not. Number five, simply refuse to be discouraged. Refuse to be discouraged. Resist the attitudes that beat you down. Refuse to be discouraged. And the pathway of the battle and the challenges, refuse to be discouraged. Resist every attitude that beats you down. Refuse to be dismayed, to be demoralized, to be broken, to be beaten down, to lose heart. No, I'm not going to lose heart. The Bible says, I would have fainted. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 21 says, Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess it. As the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you, do not fear nor be discouraged. Number 6. Remember who your partner is. Don't forget who your partner is. God is your partner. When he has given you a dream, he will partner with you to fulfill that dream. Remember who your partner is. is Yahweh. God is your partner in progress. Be confident of his presence. That's why we always say, I'll be with you, I'm with you. The word I'm with you has the idea of companionship and fellowship God is being with you and he will be with you through all the experience that's why the Bible says but we have not an high priest that cannot be taught with the feelings of our infirmities but was tempted in all the ways we are tempted yet without sin and is able to save to the uttermost those who keep coming to him hallelujah he said I'm with you we are together in this that's what he said we are what? together in we are together in this. I'm standing by you. I'm standing with you. 
Praise the Lord. He's your personal God. He is your God. It's not just that I will be with you corporately, but I will be with you individually. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That you may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Praise God. As Hebrews 13, verse 5 to 6. Number 7. Rely on God completely to fulfill your dream. He will not fail you. Rely on God completely. 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 He will not fail you. He, because God is dependable. Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. As he said, and will he not do it? Or as he spoken, and will he not make it good? God will not fail you. He will not become slack. He will not relax. He will not loosen the bed. He will not loosen the grip. He will not abandon you in the desert. He will not let loose. He will not cease. He will not stop. Praise the name of Jesus. He will not leave you to yourself. He will not forsake you. He will not give up on you. I say he will not give up on you. He will not turn his face away from you. His face is focused on you. Hallelujah. Mm. Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, say the Lord my God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. And I like the statement he made to Jacob. Look at this statement, Genesis 28 verse 15. Genesis 28 verse 15. It says, Behold, see this. When you see behold in the Bible, it means see this. Picture this. Say, Behold, I am with you. And we keep you. Wherever you go, I will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Look at that. See, I won't leave you until I've accomplished it. Hallelujah. God won't leave you until it is done. I don't know what the vision God is giving to you. The picture that you are seeing, the picture that God will give you. I don't know how magnanimous, how big it is. I don't know how surmountable it is. If it is God's dream, there will be God's presence. He says, I won't leave you until I've brought it to pass. Amen. Is somebody excited to launch into the future with God? Hallelujah. And finally, what you have started to finish, finish it. Don't give up until you finish it. We already had God said, He won't stop until you are finished. He will keep being with you until it's done. Now I am speaking to you. What you start, finish. Don't give up until it is 
done. Can somebody say big amen? To finish means the completion of some process. It means to come to an end of plans. It means project completed. In your life, there will be no abandoned projects. Lying down all around. Are you listening to me? You will finish it. Until it is done. No giving up. Someone hearing me? Put your feet in there. And start. You may need to toil. You may need to sweat. You may need to pass by. Whatever you need to do. Just stay there. Until it's done. The Bible spoke of Solomon. He started the building of the temple. And he finished it. And the Bible says, verse King 6, 9 to 14, the end of it says, Solomon built the temple and finish it. You will finish it. Concerning Moses, it says he raised up the court all around the tabernacle and the altar and on God on the screen of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. You will finish the work. You will finish the work. He has not only anointed you to start. He has anointed you to finish. So until it is done, put your feet in there. Hallelujah. Only the finishers give testimony. Only the finishers. Will the world speak about? Nobody. And I, and I too had that thing. You know, and, and I wrote it down. And I started. But you didn't finish. We didn't see it. But this guy, whether he stole your own, I don't know, but he finished it. Hallelujah. May you be a finisher. May you not give up on God's given idea until it is done. There are times that discouragement will come. There are times that we pain will come. There are times that you will look stupid. There are times that it will look like you have wasted You have wasted your resources. Reminded me of a story of a man. You may not know what it is. The story of a man who in the holidays bought a hundred thousand bitcoin. And waited four or five years or so, nothing. And he asked for somebody who can sell a pizza for one hundred thousand bitcoin. Because this is the most useless thing I use my money. Let me at least get the pizza. And somebody bought it. Hello? And gave him a pizza. The most expensive pizza in the world. And today what he sold, I don't know how much it is. But each Bitcoin is over $20,000 now. And multiply by 100000 I think the man will likely hang himself if he doesn't see people will encourage him. Times they will call you a, a waster. But finish. Because you have already started. You have already started spending. Are you listening to me? You have already put hours of, of work on it. What if I finish? I try do everything and it doesn't work fine. At least it will be recorded. You did all you can. All that is necessary. Don't quit. 
quitters don't win and winners don't quit this year will be rounding up in a couple of days about a couple of weeks thereabouts and you have another opportunity to start afresh to dream a new dream to see new vision to begin all over again go for it dare to dream again and dare to finish it stand on your feet thank you Jesus I want you to lift up your hands to the Lord maybe your dream is dying maybe you need to be inspired afresh maybe you need to be stirred up afresh lift up your hands today and say Lord inspire my heart with fresh dream install in me a freshness of insight and revelation to see the future to prepare for the future and to become the future to see the future to prepare for the future and to become the future Lord help me to possess the future in the now open my eyes and open my heart inspire my heart cause me to see cause me to see cause me to see the picture give me a fresh dream a fresh insight a fresh revelation that will inspire my heart and Lord help me to stand strong help me to do all it takes to become what you have shown me I receive strength to be courageous I receive strength to be courageous to be all that you have shown me to be to do all I need to do to work strong in fight to be valiant in fight when I feel I've been weary and giving up strengthen me Lord I rely on your strength thank you Father in Jesus mighty name we pray that amen is weak that amen is still weak Father, lift up my hands in faith and I pray for your people and everyone that hears me. Via social media, YouTube, or wherever, inspire them to dream new dream. To see the big picture. To see the future. And to possess the future. Let them not live in regret. In the mighty name of Jesus, we receive strength to perspire. We receive strength to go through. We receive strength to become all you want. In the name of Jesus. We will not just see it, we will do it. 
and we will become it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let someone today have a reason to live again in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus 